This, this is, is the Sideline Business Podcast coming to you from YouTube and, and iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at the Brad, Brad Whitaker. I am, of course, the Brad Whitaker. Another, Another good one for you today. today. Hopefully, the video, video and the audio is actually matching up this time. Uh, we're going to talk, talk about who the second best NBA team in the Eastern, Eastern Conference is. I think it's obvious who the first team is. At least, At least at this par- point, point, barring, barring an, an injury, injury to his, his highness, highness LeBron James. James. Uh, 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 but first, first, yesterday, yesterday I, uh, I previewed the uh, Seahawks, Seahawks and the Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons, Falcons divisional round, round playoff, playoff matchup. I'm going to be going, going through uh, each game this week, with, with exception to the shit show that, that will be the Patriots and the Texans. Um, I know, I know, I know Brad, Brad, Romeo, Romeo Cornell, and Bill, Bill O'Brien know the Patriots. They're not, not scared, scared going, going into Foxborough. Yeah, 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 yeah they, they are. Because, because Bill, Bill Belichick knows, knows Romeo Cornell and, and Bill O'Brien. And, 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 and I'm picking, picking the team that doesn't have Brock Osweiler behind center. <sighs> Poor, Poor Bill, Bill O'Brien, O'Brien, by the way. I mean, I mean that, that guy, guy he's, he's an offensive-minded coach, coach, and he has, he has to run, run like, like the most simplistic offense in the world because, because he has, he has a, a lanky seventy-plus million-dollar quarterback that doesn't, doesn't know what he's doing, doing out there. there. I, I wouldn't be surprised, surprised if he jumped ship to Green Pastures at the end of the season. Lots, Lots of head, head coaching gigs available. Hopefully, he loses quickly and can start interviewing elsewhere. But I'll be previewing the other AFC division round playoff matchup, which is the. Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers versus, versus the Kansas City Chiefs. That will be the first, first game. Uh, it's listed, listed on, on here that, that it's Saturday. Saturday. The game is actually going to be on uh, Sunday. But uh, here, here we go. go. There, there's the graphic. It's, it's up, up now. now. Uh, so so this will be an interesting matchup. matchup. Certainly far, far more interesting than, than the other AFC matchup. The Chiefs are currently a one-and-a-half-point favorite, according to Vegas. I think it's intriguing coach matchup. Uh, I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying Andy Reid is one of the best game planner head coaches in the NFL, but he's not a great game manager. Uh, on the other end, however, is Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Steelers. I think it's the opposite. I think he's not a great game planner, but he's an excellent game manager. So that'll be an intriguing match about all opposite head coaches. Um, I'll, I'll start, start with uh, talking, talking about, about the positives for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, right, uh, right now, running, running back, back Le'Veon Bell is playing, playing the best football of his career. Uh, his, his statistics this season are as follows. 261 rushes for 1,268 yards, 7 rushing touchdowns, and you have to factor in those are incredible numbers, and he missed the first three games in the NFL season. In fact, there's only one player in the NFL... That that's broken, broken more tackles than Le'Veon Bell, Bell. and that's, that's Arizona's David, David Johnson. Johnson. He, he had, had a breakout, breakout year, year, but obviously he played the full season on Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Bell. So what, what Bell, Bell has done, done especially, especially these last few weeks, weeks I think he, he had, had a game where he put, put up like 45 fantasy points two weeks ago. ago. He's, He's having, having an incredible year, especially late season. But, but I, I think much of that credit has, has to go to the, the offensive line. line. I, know, I know, Brad, you're talking, talking about, about offensive lines again, again but O-lines are more important in the NFL now than they have ever been. been. And this, this year, year, it's certainly been the most important unit uh, on the field. field. And, and look, look at the best, best teams, teams in each conference. Cowboys, Patriots, both have superior offensive lines. That's not a coincidence. 
Uh, so, uh, so I think, I think much, much of the credit, credit has to go to, to Pittsburgh's offensive line. line. You know, you know Levy on Bell, Bell, I know he was quoted saying, what I'm doing in the NFL is analogous to what Stephen Curry is doing with his outside shooting in the NBA. Uh, because, uh, because Bell, Bell is so great at being patient, patient. Uh, when, uh, when he gets the ball handed, handed to him and finding holes. I think, I think a, lot a lot of that still has to do with the O-line. line. And, and that, that O-line does, does a great job at protecting the quarterback. In fact, in fact Pittsburgh's QBs this season have, have only been, been sacked 21, 21 times. times. That's, That's second, second in the NFL. NFL. And you, and you have, have to remember, remember Landry Jones was behind center for much of the season. He doesn't, he doesn't get, get rid of the football anywhere near as quickly as Ben, ben Roethlisberger does. does. So, had, had they, Big Ben out there, Big ben, ben, ben out there for 16 games, games I, think I think they could have been first, first in the NFL, NFL uh, uh, in terms, terms of sacks, sacks allowed. Uh, but uh, Big Ben, he's a bit hobbled. He left last week's wildcard matchup and walking boot. And, and uh, I, think I think the QB battle between Big Ben and Alex Smith is, is, is a pick at this point. Because, because we're not sure about Roethlisberger's health. Uh, you know, Mike, Mike Tomlin, Tomlin I'm, I'm, I've been critical of him, but you have to give him credit. He admitted he made a mistake leaving Big Ben in late game and throwing on third down where he apparently got hurt when the game was already out of reach at that point against Miami. But Alex Smith... He, he, he's, he's not, not the flashiest quarterback, quarterback in the land. He's certainly not. He's, he's probably not top, top ten in the NFL. NFL. Like you, you could argue, argue he is, but, but he is consistently efficient. He does, he does whatever, whatever Andy Reid asks him to do. do. He doesn't, he doesn't make, make many mistakes, mistakes either. either. And, and uh, both, both offenses have great weapons. weapons. You know, uh, Kansas City is healthy. Hill, Hill and Macklin out there. And of course, Big Ben is on Bell and Antonio Brown. Both. Having, having tremendous, tremendous seasons, as always. Uh, the, the, the interesting thing about, about this matchup, again, Kansas City is a one-and-a-half-point favorite going, going in, but, but Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh actually beat Kansas City back, back in week four. four. Uh, they, they were at home. This, this is similar, similar to what I talked about, about yesterday with Seattle, Seattle and Atlanta. Atlanta. Seattle, Seattle beat Atlanta, Atlanta earlier in the season at home. But they're, but they're the underdog. underdog. A much, much more significant underdog going in than Pittsburgh is in Kansas City. But again, Pittsburgh won that game. It was a blowout. 43-14, that was week four, a home game, game for Pittsburgh, uh, but, but it's a little, little different going, going into Arrowhead Stadium, and uh, historically and this season, Pittsburgh offense isn't the same on the road as they are at home. Um, not, not to mention they're, they're going, going into the toughest environment in the NFL in Arrowhead Stadium. Now, now I, I, I will say, I think Arrowhead Stadium is much more intimidating to opposing teams, teams when, when they're, they're playing, playing at night, night than they, they are in, in the daytime, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's going to be loud regardless, regardless. it's going to be cold, cold. But, but here's something you have, you have to look, look at, at. Um, and this, this is to Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's benefit. benefit. The Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs have lost, lost their last four playoff games at home, and just like last year, Kansas City turned their shit around the second half of the season and got hot, but they did lose two home games late in the year. Uh, one, one to Tennessee, and, and one, one to Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Both were day, day games. Pittsburgh's coming in at a day, day game, one o'clock Eastern, Eastern time on uh, Sunday. So, so it's, it's not, not out of the realm of possibility that Pittsburgh can, can go into Arrowhead and win in, in the postseason. I will argue that Tomlin hasn't been the best postseason coach for Pittsburgh, and especially on the road. And again, Pittsburgh's offense is not the same team on the road. Now, now, I know, I know what you're saying. saying. 
if you're, if you're a Steelers, Steelers man, man Brad, the Steelers, Steelers got hot late, late in the year. year. Uh, uh, they've, they've, they've been, been crushing, crushing it against, against their, their last seven, seven opponents. opponents. And, and uh, uh, their defense, defense, which has been, been my biggest criticism of Pittsburgh, they have a great, great offense, arguably one, one of the best in the league. league. Their, their defense is eh. But Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's defense, defense turned, turned it around at the end of the season and played much, much, much better. better. Here's, Here's what, what I'll say about, about that. that. Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's final seven opponents, whom they, they all beat, here they are. are. Let, Let me list, list who those, those opponents were. were. Cleveland, Indianapolis, New York, New York Giants, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore, and then, and then Cleveland again. again. The defense, the defense hasn't faced a great, great offense in eight, eight weeks. The, the combined record for, for Pittsburgh's final seven opponents of the season is 42, 69, and 1. And only a single team on that list finished with a record above 500. So, don't, don't buy into, into Pittsburgh completely just because they got, got hot at the end, end of the season. I know, I know they, they played, played well last week against Miami, but again, but again Miami is going into a cold-weather cold environment. environment. They, they had, had a backup quarterback. quarterback. Not, not making excuses, but, but we, we shouldn't read too much into Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's defense and, and their, their hot performance in the second half of the season. Alternatively, the Kansas City Chiefs, their last seven opponents of the season, Finished, finished with, with a combined, combined record of 64 and 31. And six, six of those seven teams finished with above, above 500 records. So, so even, even though Kansas City, City they, they did get hot in the second half of the season, even though they, they didn't have, have as great, great of a record as, as Pittsburgh did in the last, last seven games, games which was flawless, I would, I would argue the Chiefs have a much better resume in the second half of the season than Pittsburgh does. So Kansas City has the advantage in that department. So let's, so let's get, get into some, some of the more specifics for the Chiefs. Chiefs. Kansas, Kansas City has, has a plus 16 turnover margin in the, in the NFL this season. That's, that's the best in the league. However, if you, you take, take out the Ryan Fitzpatrick game, game, it's more around plus 10, plus 11. 11. Still, Still good, but, but Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick certainly helped that, that margin for Kansas, Kansas City. On the, On the other end, the Steelers, Steelers aren't bad either. They're ranked ninth at plus 5, but still not even close to Kansas City's defensive dominance. And uh, ability to not turn over the football on offense. Uh, something you have to remember. A lot of people argue having, having a bye week is good. It makes teams rusty. But I think it helps defenses a lot. And that's where Kansas City's real skill set personnel-wise is, is with their defense. And if you look at the matchups, again, we know Pittsburgh's strengths. They have Antonio Brown. They have that coach fella who's really stepped up as their second receiver this season. Uh, and, and then, then there's Le'Veon Bell, we all know he's, he's done. done. Those, and, and, and of course Big Ben, ben. those are, are their skill players, players on offense. offense. But, but Kansas, Kansas City's defense actually matches up very well with those skill players. players. We, they, they got, got the great, great defensive backs, backs cornerbacks, cornerbacks Gaines, Peters, uh, uh, and their strong, strong safety, Eric Berry, you can't forget about him. They're capable of mitigating Antonio Brown and Coates. And then, and then uh, uh, the linebacker, linebacker Justin Houston, Houston, he should be back. back. I think he's expected to be back, back from injury. And they have, have D. Ford and Rameek Wilson. And they're, they're capable of slowing down, down uh, Le'Veon Bell. Bell. So, so I, I think matchup-wise, Kansas, Kansas City, especially at home, at home looks, looks great, great against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. They, they really, really do. And again, and again Pittsburgh's defense is their, their biggest, biggest issue. But that's, that's not the only issue they have. Their special teams is middle of the pack. And... In, in cold, cold weather, weather games, 
Pittsburgh special teams does not tend to perform well. well. So cold, cold weather, on, on the road, Arrowhead Stadium, Pittsburgh special teams needs to have, to have a good game, or else, or else it's, it's going to be very, very difficult for them, them to win. win. Um, and, 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 and speaking of special teams, everyone, everyone talks about Tyreek Hill and, and some of the, the great, great catches, catches he's made and his ability, ability to break, break away from the opponent's defensive backs. He's, he's having a breakout season. season. Uh, I, I still, still think, think Hill is more effective, effective on special teams. teams. He's, he's had three punt, punt return touchdowns this season. season. So, so he's, he's not, not just a threat offensively. He's, he's a threat on special teams. teams. And, and if Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh does struggle, I wouldn't be surprised. If they struggle on special teams, I wouldn't be surprised if Hill returns at least another touchdown in this playoff game. So here are the factors. Here's how I think Pittsburgh... Needs to play in order to win, and here's, here's how Kansas City, City needs to play in order to win. Uh, to win, Pittsburgh needs to keep Kansas City's defense off the field, which means they're going to need to... Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not off the field. Keep Kansas City's defense on the field, which means they're going to need to control time of possession. However, it's hard to control time of possession with Kansas City's deep personnel defensively. So, so I wouldn't be expected if Pittsburgh runs, runs no huddle, huddle offense often. That, that way they prevent uh, Kansas City from resting a lot, prevents them from getting, getting a lot of substitutions in. And, and if, if Pittsburgh can, can score early and take, take the crowd, crowd out of it, uh, that's, that's how, how they're going to win the game. You know, it's possible that they can struggle out of the game. I said Mike Tomlin is an excellent game manager, and he reads a good game planner, so it's possible Kansas City gets off to a good start and Pittsburgh comes back. Uh, but, but in that, that environment, at Arrowhead Stadium, you really have, have to take the crowd out of it early. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh tries to have, have a long drive, drive early on and goes no huddle, huddle to try to, try to quiet, quiet the crowd. No huddle, huddle offenses uh, do, do keep the crowd out, out of it a little bit because uh, they, they don't have time to regroup between plays. They tire tired that defense early and then Pittsburgh can get an advantage early on. That's how they will win the game if it happens. Uh, Kansas, Kansas City, City, on the other, other, other end, end uh, they, they need to win the turnover, turnover battle. Again, they're, they're the best in the, in the NFL this season, plus 16 turnover margin. If they, if they win, win the turnover battle, battle they, they will win, win this game. game. And, and as, as always, they, they need, need to play, play conservatively on offense. They, they need, need to control, control time of possession on their end. end. And, and uh, I, I love Kansas, Kansas City's, City's running, running backs. They play this running back by committee kind of game. Something I think the New England Patriots picked up on. Uh, this, this season, season which, which is why they've had, had such a balanced attack, attack offensively. Kansas City really started that trend in the NFL uh, with, with Charles and Cantor West and where the great running backs. backs. And uh, if, they if they can control time, time of possession and make a few big, big plays to, to Hill and Kelsey, Kelsey Kansas, Kansas City's, City's going to win that game. game. Uh, so, so my, my prediction, prediction, Kansas City's a one-and-a-half point favorite. Practically a pick I am not surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it's not, not a bigger, bigger margin. margin. My, My prediction is Kansas City, City will, will win that game, game 24 to 17, but I'm not, not dismissing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Uh, they, they, they certainly are capable of going into Arrowhead Stadium and winning. And, and, and I, I think I, 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 I wouldn't favor both those teams in Foxborough against the Patriots, Patriots but, but I think these are the two teams in the AFC that are capable of going into Foxborough. And, and beating the Patriots. Patriots. So, so this will be a great, great match. Steelers Chiefs. I'm, I'm so thankful it's not Texan Chiefs because that, that would have been, been a real clunker.
So I, 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 I love the, the NBA, NBA because everyone, everyone <laughs> reads into, into the first month of the NBA, NBA season like, like it's everything. And uh, you, you just, just can't. It's an 82-game season. season. It's, it's a three-month month playoff. You, you can't, can't read, read too much, much into November, November and early December, December basketball. basketball. And, and what, what we saw early in the season was a lot, lot of unusual things happening in the NBA. NBA. Uh, the Clippers got, got off to an incredible start. Uh, and then, and then you know, in the Eastern, Eastern Conference, Conference, the Celtics, Celtics who everyone thought would be the second best team in the East, stumbled out of the gate. As did the Indiana Pacers, who everyone was excited about. And now that we are into the middle portion of January... Reality is setting in a little bit, and some of the early predictions that most NBA pundits had going into the season are finally coming true. Uh, you know, looking at the Western Conference, the Warriors and the Spurs are 1-2, as expected. Clippers are middle of the pack, as are the Grizzlies. I think the Utah Jazz have overperformed a little bit. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City's, City's barely, barely a playoff team, as many, many expected. I really, the only surprise in the Western, Western Conference at this point is the Houston Rockets, whom I'm still not buying into. I really, I really don't like their isolation style of play. I think it's similar to what the Thunder do with Westbrook. The difference between those two teams, I mean, they run the same play on offense every single time I'm a core, but the difference between those two teams is I think Houston is better deep shooters. Uh, and, and they've, they've done, done a good, good job of playing, playing physically, and this, and this is the kind, kind of style of play that, that head coach, coach Mike D'Antoni likes. I think, I think he's a good fit for the James Harden, Harden offense. And I, I think Harden isn't, isn't as one-dimensional as Russell Westbrook. I think he passes the ball better. Sure, Westbrook gets a lot of assists, but it's usually drive and kick assists. James, James Harden, Harden actually has, has very, very good court, court vision, and he's improved on that this season. But I'm, but I'm not, not going to buy into Houston just yet. It's a long, long NBA season. season where I, I, I don't even think we're halfway, halfway through, through at this point, so you know, you know a, a lot, lot could still happen. happen. Uh, but, uh, but I'm, I'm going to focus more on, on the Eastern Conference. Things are starting to settle in there a little bit. Teams are playing. The way, the way we, we thought, thought they were. It goes, it goes as follows. In the Eastern Conference, Conference number, number one is Cavaliers, two Raptors, three Celtics, four Hawks, five, five Pacers, six Wizards, seven Bucks, eight, eight Hornets, Hornets, and the Bulls are now, now on the outside looking, looking in at the ninth seed. Uh, so, so the real, the real question, question is, we, we, we know at this point who the best team in the Eastern Conference is. And barring an injury to LeBron James... The Cavaliers, the Cavaliers are going, going to the finals. finals. Even, Even if, if Kyrie Irving or Kevin Love gets, gets hurt, it comes, comes out of LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron James gets hurt in anyone's game in the Eastern, Eastern Conference, but, but as long as LeBron is in there, there the Cavs, Cavs are going, going to the finals. finals. I'm not, not saying, saying they're going to win the finals, finals if they have, have some injury issues. Uh, I'm not sure they can beat San Antonio or Golden State, which is LeBron, but certainly... The Cavs are in good shape as long as LeBron James is out there. So the real question is, who is the second best team in the Eastern Conference? So the race for number two is currently the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics. Both teams played last night. Boston had the chance to leapfrog Toronto for that number two spot. I missed that game. It was an excellent one. The Celtics had the lead for most of the uh, fourth, fourth quarter, quarter, and then, and then Toronto, Toronto slowly worked their way back. 
DeMar, DeMar Rose, Rose and he's, he's fun, fun to watch. He's, he's improved his game just, just this season. We know he had a great year last year. DeRozan made some very difficult shots late in the fourth quarter, and that seemed to be enough to put Toronto past Boston, who... Missed, missed a, lot a lot of crucial, crucial shots, shots in the final minutes. minutes. Uh, so, so with, with that, that win, Toronto, Toronto now, now actually controls the tiebreaker with the Celtics, so both teams finish with the same record. record. Toronto, Toronto will uh, get, get the advantage. And, you know, those, those are the two top teams, teams in the Atlantic, Atlantic Division, and as we expect they, they will be, be that, that would give Toronto the division title if they finish with the same record. Now, now, at this, this point, point, I still, I still think, think the Toronto Raptors are, are the second best, best team in the Eastern Conference. Conference. You know, you they're, they're returning, returning, they've returned all, all their veterans, they now, they now have that playoff experience, they went six games with the Cavs last, last year. year. Uh, but, uh, but as, as we, we saw last night, and as, as we've seen over these last, last few weeks, the Boston Celtics are definitely closing the gap there. And I think by the end of the season... It's, it's possible. possible. It's, it's the Cavs, the Celtics, Celtics and, then and then everyone else. else. The Celtics, Celtics have been, been progressively improving. improving. Uh, they, uh, they hover around 500 or just below or just above 500 for the uh, first month, month, month and a half of the season. season. But now, but now they're, they're playing much better. better. They've, They've won, won 10, 10 of their last 13 games, and those, and those three losses were to the Thunder, the Cavaliers, and last night to the Raptors. So all difficult teams to beat. I think the Celtics... You know, you know, Brad, Brad Stevens, Stevens is a great, great coach. coach. He's finally figuring out how to get, get that chemistry working. They, they spread the ball around, and I think the Celtics had five, five or six players, players in double figures last night. night. Um, and Al, Al Horford, Horford, he's, he's, he's really, really evolved, evolved into sort of this, this big defensive shot blocker. I swear he's been working, working with Bill Russell. Russell. Uh, so so he, his, his game's, game's evolved, evolved a lot. Brad, Brad Stevens figured out how to utilize him. So I... Again, Again, I still, I still think, think the Raptors are the second best, best team, team in the East at this moment. They proved it last night, night in a in very, very close, close game. Uh, but Boston, Boston is getting, getting better, and I think they're, they're going to continue to get better. The issue, the issue with the Celtics, however, is they're, they're a weak, weak shooting team and a very, very poor rebounding team. And, and uh, they're going to need, need to pull off. They're going to have to prioritize one of these elements before the trade deadline. And I don't think... They're, they're going, going to be able to prioritize, prioritize both of them. So they'll, so they'll have to either bring in a great, great shooter or a great, great rebounder. rebounder. Uh, I, I think rebounding is probably a bigger priority. priority. That's, that's the reason they lost, lost the Cavaliers. That's, that's the reason they lost the, the Thunder. That's, that's the reason why they lost, lost the Raptors last night. night. They, they were out-rebounded. And it's going to be difficult because I just don't know who the Celtics can bring in as a great rebounder before the trade deadline. Uh, the, uh, the rumor going, going around was they, they would uh, trade for Atlanta's Paul Millsap. He's an excellent rebounder. He certainly would have added an element to the Celtics that they do not currently have. However, uh, the story today, the report is that Paul Millsap has been pulled from the trade block. And so it's going to be, I don't think the Celtics are going to acquire him for the February trade deadline. And, and, and it, it makes sense. Atlanta's won seven straight. Um, and uh, that, 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 that's working well for Atlanta. They're now fourth in the Eastern Conference, and they certainly have a shot at that number two seed with the way they're playing right now. Uh, Dwight Howard and Paul Millsap both playing very physical. The chemistry is working out. I really like Schroeder, Baysmore, Hardaway Jr. I think they're excellent role players. I think Schroeder's going to keep getting better and better as he has the last couple of seasons. And I think Mike Budenholzer is the most underrated head coach in the NBA. So the way the Hawks have been playing of late, uh, I, 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 would I would expect, expect that, that rumor to be true. I think Paul Millsap isn't, isn't going anywhere. I think he'll stay with the Hawks, and they'll try to contend in the Eastern Conference. Conference. 
Uh, uh, so, so the teams, the teams I've, I've mentioned right, right now that I think are capable, capable of contending, contending for that number two seed are the Celtics, the Raptors, and the Hawks. Now, the, now, the team, team that was a real big disappointment coming out of the gate this regular season, more disappointing than the Celtics were, were the Indiana Pacers. They got, they got off to a terrible start, start and, but, now but now they've, they've won five, five straight, straying, and everyone's talking, talking about the Pacers, the Pacers again. again. And, and what, what we've seen different from Indiana is just, just chemistry, chemistry issues. And, and you know, it, it takes, takes time. time. Again, this, this is a long 82-game season, and Indiana, Indiana they've, they've been really trying, trying to figure out how to play that, that strong, up-tempo basketball. And Paul George has been, has been playing, playing much better, better but, but I think the improvements have been elsewhere. Miles, Miles Turner, Thaddeus Young, Young, they seem to have, have better chemistry with Paul George. George. And, and uh, finally, finally, I think that, that Jeff T trade is paying out. out. Uh, it, it takes, takes time. It takes time, time to get, get these teams working together. And uh, it, took, it, took it took about two months, months but finally the Indiana, Indiana Pacers are playing, playing as we expect, expect them to. Them so, so it'll, it'll be interesting. The Celtics, the Hawks, and the Pacers are all playing well. The Raptors, who... I still, I still believe, believe the second best, best team. They've, They've been stumbling, stumbling of late, but they, they beat Boston last night, last night in a statement game. So, so I think it's going to come down, down to those four teams for the number two seed, and I think they'll, they'll be fighting neck and neck, neck uh, as, as the season progresses. Now, now I, do I do believe the Celtics, Celtics and the Pacers have the biggest room for growth of those, of those four teams, so I wouldn't be too surprised if later in the year they separate themselves from the rest of the pack. Uh, but right, uh, but right now, now, the Raptors, Raptors and the Hawks, Hawks seem to have, have an advantage, at least, at least in terms, terms of physical basketball. basketball. Now, now uh, I'm, there's, there's been, been a few teams, teams in the East that I haven't listed. The Washington, the Washington Wizards have been playing a lot better, especially John Wall. However, However I, 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 the Wizards still, still have the chemistry, chemistry issues they, they had with Randy, Randy Whitman, Whitman as their head coach. coach. And uh, they, they, they just lack the personnel to contend. I'm sorry. I love watching the Wizards. They're fun. They're flashy. They're fun. I love watching John Wall beat everyone on the court. But I just, I just, I just don't, don't see them as a contender in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Milwaukee, they're, they're just, just too young, young at this point. And I still think they're one year away from being a good team. And, and uh, the Charlotte Hornets, they were a big, a big surprise, surprise early on, but they've just been so inconsistent. They, they're like, like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. They, they, they either, either level, level up or level down, down depending on their competition. competition. They, they play, play well against, against good teams, teams and they, they play bad against poor teams. So, uh, again, again, separating it with those teams, teams I, I, mean, I, don't I don't think... I think, I think the Chicago Bulls and the New York Knicks are just too dysfunctional. You know, you we know, know what's going, going on with Derrick Rose. Rose. He skipped, skipped out on the game, game and didn't even inform his team. I never bought into that Derrick Rose deal. And, uh, uh, Chicago looked like, like they were in rebuilding mode, mode and they suddenly brought, brought in Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo. And, and shit hit the fan in Chicago, definitely. And, and then the Detroit, Detroit Pistons, they've probably been the biggest disappointment in the Eastern Conference. I think they're like 10th right now. So I highly doubt they'll. They'll, they'll get, get much better, better and jump, jump to, to that, that second or third seed. At this, At this point, point, it's not looking good. Uh, so, so the real, real question is, can any of these teams contend with the Cleveland Cavaliers? Again, the four teams listed, Celtics, Raptors, Hawks, Pacers, I believe one of those teams will finish second in the Eastern Conference. Can any of those teams contend with the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals? I think right now, at this moment, in a seven-game series, only two of those teams can contend, contend with, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers. And, by and by contend, contend I, mean I mean bringing it to five, six, six or seven games. games. I, mean I mean not get swept. swept. Still, still picking, picking the Cavs. Cavs. They still, still think they're the overwhelming favorite as long as LeBron, LeBron James is on the court. court. Those, Those two teams, teams that, I that I think could 
contend, contend with Cleveland, Cleveland are, are Toronto, Toronto and, and Atlanta. Atlanta. The reason why I think that is because, because those two teams, teams are capable of matching Cleveland's physicality. Um, Boston, they're definitely capable of contending with the Cavaliers if they can continue to improve. But again, they have to bring in a rebounder. When Boston played Cleveland this season, they've been out-rebounded by too much. And then, and then as, as for the Pacers, Pacers um, I, like I like the running gun, gun philosophy. I think, I think it's working, working well, but they're, 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 they're much more of a finesse team. team. I'm, I'm not sure they're, they're going to be able to match, match up with Cleveland very well. Uh, so that's, that's what, what I believe in the Eastern, Eastern Conference. Conference. Uh, again, again, the Cavs, Cavs they're, they're the team, team to be. They're going to continue to be the team to be. And, you know, you know they're, they're, they're a better team than, than Cleveland's record indicates. They understand that. It's all about postseason in the NBA. And... Uh, you, you need, need to, to rest, rest your starters. starters. That's, That's why LeBron, LeBron takes a game, game or two off, off every month. month. Uh, uh, pisses, pisses off NBA fans, fans but that will pay off uh, once April, April, May, and June comes around. Uh, so, so that's, that's it, it for today's podcast. podcast. Uh, I'll, I'll be uh, previewing the, the one, one we're, we're all excited about, about the Packers, Packers and the Cowboys tomorrow. That should be a really fun matchup. Aaron Rodgers, we know how hot the Packers have been. Uh, but, but again, again the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys, they don't, they don't make many mistakes, mistakes they're great in all three units. Uh, so, uh, so that, that will be fun, so look forward to that, that preview tomorrow. tomorrow. Until, Until then, then, I bid you adieu. adieu.